Good evening, Graham. Go dogs. Uh, we are here with your film review from the Orange Bowl with uh, Graham Coffee. He's Dog Out West on the Twitter. I am Dog underscore Stats on the Twitter. Uh, my name is Josh Hancher. Graham, good evening. How are yeah. you, bud? Good, man. Good. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, so we're doing our show. We tried to do it last night, but you know we're working full time job and family and stuff, so we didn't get to it. But welcome. Yeah, and that thank was you. my fault. Ah, just, it's just fault. so everyone knows. It happened. So we're doing a couple of things. First off, uh, I did some fun stuff while I was cutting this game up. I had some. I'm not working right now, um, but so I had some free time. So I put the um, the radio voice Scott Howard and the radio call from Z, Z- Man and and uh, the guys and put it up there, and a lot of people saw it. So if you guys are just checking this out. This is our film review show. This is what we do. This is Dog Sports Live. I hope you guys will find this and enjoy it as much as you enjoy the actual game and those guys. So we're going to break down. Um, we're looking at the All-22, which is something we don't really get unless it's a big game. So it's kind of uh, – even this yeah, is a little, it's little a treat different. for sure. It, yeah, so uh, All-22 is is tricky to, to come by. And uh, so we've got some of it. We're going to go through it. Um, and uh, again, thanks for checking it out. If you, ha- if you're watching our show for the film review, yeah. If you go back to our channel, you can see, um, the, uh, full game in HD with the, uh, radio call, as long as it's up and we don't get popped for it, we're going to leave it up there, but, um, it's fun. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Right on. Uh, Oh, one more thing. I, I am actually linking the plays that we're breaking down to in a separate video file. So if you want to go back and listen to it on the podcast, or if you want to try to, scrub through the plays on your own or go back and look at them in more detail. Uh, it's kind of organized with some, uh, I'm trying to just make it more interactive. So we've got all the exact same plays in the exact same order that we've got for you tonight. So if you want to go back and look at it and, uh, learn how to, uh, break down tape, just like, uh, uh, dog out West. So I'm, I'm going to send that link out right now. So hang on a second. Graham talk for a second while I find this thing here. There we go. Uh, yeah. Well, so one thing I want to say about this game, um, you know, there was a lot of things I think that Georgia had been doing poorly for the last month of the season that we had talked about on this show, but uh, the talent differential between Georgia and the teams they were playing over the last month of the season was so great that it really just didn't, didn't matter in terms of the end result of the game, but it bit Georgia against Alabama. Uh, I did see some things that Georgia did just to beat Michigan but there was a lot of things that Georgia did not do well against Alabama that they did much better in this game. And, you know, I, I think like I've seen the conversation happening already. We're going to have a full Alabama preview. So I don't want to fall too into that frame of mind, but I do think it's important to just kind of mention off the top that uh, Georgia is you know, the things that they did on Friday night against Michigan are sustainable. And I think, workable for a Alabama rematch in a lot of cases. Uh, but yeah, you got some, some metrics for us. Yeah. I mean, just to show you right here, Georgia, you know, hit their season average of right at 50% success rate, 7.7 yards per play. Uh, and a pretty damn good ex- uh, EPA there. And the explosive rating was um, a little higher than usual. We were like 1.25. So, uh, you know, and it's easy to look at those big plays that Burton and Cook and Bowers made and just think, oh, we're explosive. But that metric is a little it's it's a little more nuanced than that. So but we were uh, above our average explosiveness for the season. You can see that actually Michigan had a higher explosiveness rating, but that was because in a one game thing where you've got so, so many uh, less plays that are successful, the plays that were successful actually 
inflate that a little bit. So you can kind of discard that in terms of looking at a head-to-head matchup um, for this particular game. But that EPA was negative, which is what Georgia has been hovering right at, uh, allowing opposing offensive uh, positive and negative EPA. So that was outstanding. This was the second lowest success rate that and yards per play that Michigan had on offense this year. Uh, Wisconsin, which is right there on par with a lot of what Georgia did on defense in terms of uh, efficiency, uh, held them to a little bit lower. But, you know, stakes were bigger. This was a huge game. Georgia's defense, just as Graham's going to show you here in a little bit, was just outstanding. And, uh, you know, we had we out-talented them. We out-hustled them. We outplayed them. And it was a hell of a lot of fun to be watching in, in uh, Section 304. I know that. Yeah. There you go, dude. I know. I was – I was so happy that you were there for like this performance. Uh, I, you know, just, I, I feel like it maybe like the Grinch, your heart might've grown <laughs> a few sizes after that. that you, dude, you took the Alabama game hard. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, well, it, it, actually, it put you know, in a bad spot for a little while. It definitely put, it definitely put a lot of doubt. Um, but you know, yeah, this game, this game winning and playing well cures a lot of ills. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm one of the guys that the guys played with a chip on their shoulder about, I can take that. I can bear that, that cross. If I made, uh, Jordan Davis, Devon Wyatt mad, I'm here for that. Um, football martyr, Josh Hancher. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were great passing the ball, uh, 55, almost 55% success rate, 10.7 yards per play. Um, and that explosive is rating right there. You can see that we were extremely efficient on the passing the ball. I do want to, before we get into the, 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 uh, the film breakdown here, I want to look at the rush metrics. Um, so yeah, 45% success rate rushing the ball, which is pretty low that 5.1 yards per play. Isn't bad if you look at it, but just think of that last drive to sort of get on the bus drive that Dejon Edwards had a couple big runs very low EPA and a very low explosiveness rating on that offensive uh, side of the rushing the ball on the flip side, Georgia stuffed them um, as you know, I'm talking a little bit of the offense right here. So uh, do you want to talk about the rushing now or you want to get into it a little later? I do. Well, one thing I'll say just because we're on the topic, like uh, a lot of what Georgia did, I mean, Stetson had 11 attempts behind the line of scrimmage. So like those are, those are rush plays in my opinion. Like that is an extension of the run game when you put Kenny McIntosh and Zamir out on the edge and throw the ball directly to him, like that's not a passing play. There's not a big read that's happening there. And I mean, that Georgia was 11 of 11 for 84 yards on pass attempts behind the line of scrimmage. So that's a little bit closer up to like seven yards of play, which is uh, if you're getting seven yards of play and what's, you know, basically kind of a run play type situation, that's great. Right. Like that. Yeah. Like I, I guess I want to credit Todd mock and, and we'll talk about this deeper as we're going through the film, but like he did some things in this game to kind of make up for the fact that the interior of his offensive line has been shaky this year and his offensive tackles who have been very good were lined up against two like all American defensive ends. And so I thought he kind of went back to the Clemson, Uh, playbook in a lot of ways and found stuff that would allow Georgia to be productive in a run game type way. Like those, those long handoffs across the field to Samir and McIntosh and cook and Bowers and McConkey. Yeah. I think that like, that's a, that's a something that, you know, is, is a big deal for, for Georgia to kind of have found a way to supplement just 
power run because they haven't been great in power run this year. Uh, and then and then Stetson talked about that in his press game, his post game press conference where he said that, or maybe maybe it's actually Kirby. Maybe the next day talked about, um, you know, he checked out a lot of run plays to those. I'm assuming some of those plays that you're talking about. So yeah, I mean that's what you you know quarterback. You, it's easy to just look at the stats and metrics and whatever yards and all that stuff stuff, but it's also getting in the right you know getting in the right play, getting in the right protection. And, um, you know, I can nitpick on the, the rushing offense, but yeah, he ex, you know, that's not, it, yeah. It, it, you know, they talked about that. Get in, if it's, they got, you know, stacking the box for that run, you get the ball out to a playmaker. That's what you want to do. And that's what we've talked about with Todd Munkin a lot. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah, just a little bit of, uh, my little UAGA nihilist for you. I got the, the Grinch is still in there. So one more game and we can, we can exercise it once and for all. Or, uh, or he lives forever. <laughs> ah, hey, hey, hey. I don't want to hear that. Um, all right, so you want to talk about the offense? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, before we start this, I want to talk about, like, Georgia's first down. Like, Todd Mocken threw a pretty perfect first half when it came to first down play calls. And you and I talked a ton in the, in the big, long lead up to this game that Georgia could not – in situations where they were in third and long and relying on Stetson Bennett to, you know, sling nine yard plus balls to convert first down and stay on the field. And Todd Mocken agreed with it. You know what I mean? Like that the best play calls in this game, in my opinion, for the most part, all came on first and 10. And um, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll once we get to kind of halftime of this uh, clip, I'll go back and, and read off to you what the first down plays were. But it's pretty insane what Georgia did on first and ten. And you know, it's that's not a pattern break. Like going into the Alabama game, Georgia had faced less third and longs than anybody in the country. So yes, there'd always been that stat out there of like Stetson Bennett's not good on third and long. But the other flip side to that coin was. Stetson Bennett's not in third and long very much. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I, I you know, that's we'll relevant. Come, yeah, it is very, very relevant. And I wanted to, you know, Georgia had a 62% success rate on third down nine yards per play uh, and actually had a third yards to gain of 6.0, which is one of their higher ones for the season. But see, um, but that's I, I like I hear I, you, but but go like go through like as we go through the first half look at what the third down to goes are because I, there was a third and 22 yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. In the second yeah, yeah, half. Yeah. There was penalty and all that, but I oh, guess I'll, I'm just trying to say like, it's not like, were, it wasn't even a criticism. That's just saying like, it, you know, it, they, yeah, they did. They had some third and ones and third and twos for sure. And I mean, I think we're saying the same thing here, but and they, and it, it goes to show you that there was 62% success rate on third down. So, I mean, they performed excellent on third down overall. So, um, yeah. and, and that was largely because, yeah, we were, you know, whether it's set up plays or, or, or short, short yards to go on third down, whatever it is. I mean, we're saying the same thing. So, um, but yeah, I'll, actually, I'm going to go back and look at that. Maybe I'll follow up with a stat and just, you know, uh, just see, you know, take out the, the third down sacks where, you know, you're just going for, um, but they did, they converted a lot of third downs, you know, like a third and 11, yeah. you know, and, um, I'm sure you've got that play. So let's get into it. Let's get into the plays. Cool. All right, let's do it. Um, so yeah, like we were talking about early downs was going to be huge in this game and Georgia got themselves into second and one early first play of the game. Uh, what's been your weakness all year, your guard play. So you just go right behind your guards, got the puller coming around there and they got Michigan for nine yards. And I, I think like that set the tone for this game right off the bat. Um, 
I believe that's McClendon coming off the yeah. Uh, or no, that's that's Warren Erickson coming off the right side there, pulling around, meets that guy in the hole, does a really good job, gets that seal, and Zamira's, you know, all of a sudden you're in a second and one. Uh, that's a really nice way to to start this game. And then like you get this uh this little swing pass here. Um really good look. Just wait, what nope, that's not the right spot. Uh we're on the second drive here. We need to be on clip two. Hang on, stay with me. There it is. No, nope. right, there is clip two. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, all right, yeah. So, I mean, you're second and one, and all I've heard a lot of like analytics Twitter, or, you know, X's and O's Twitter talk about Todd Monken not running RPOs. This is an RPO right here. Really good look from Bennett to Mitchell. Erickson and Washington are going to come off the right side and pull. So, I mean, this is a run play if, if they want it to be, but you've got the big cushion up top. Mitchell and Bennett both just kind of option route this and recognize that they have an easy gain there. And boom, that's a quick 16, 17 yard gain. So good recognition by Bennett and Mitchell. Um, and then right here, beautiful concept by Mocken. Uh Michigan, we talked about it. They play cover two. They, there's all, they're always in two high safeties. So you send Washington and Bowers deep and you force that safety to pick who he's going to go to and then it goes to the opposite direction um but i mean you've got those two at the top of the formation there both in three-point stances bowers is going to kind of make a deep in route here and i'm sorry uh, washington's going to make the deep deep in route and then bowers is on kind of like a, a little bit of a wheel sort of concept and uh, I don't know. I saw I saw some people kind of complain about that throw. It was it was almost an overthrow. It was kind of one of those that was good enough. It was a great catch by Bowers. I don't know that he scores a touchdown. You know, like either way, if it, even if it's a perfect throw. But uh, first quarter jitters has kind of been like the Stetson Bennett story this year. So for that to go right, I think was a big deal for Georgia. Um, and then is this clip five? Clip four. Clip four, one clip four. Here we go. Watch this. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So you'll see the tempo. Like Georgia ran tempo in this game and got up to the line quick, did some things to keep Michigan's offense off balance. And then just a, you know, just these quick little out throws like we were just talking about kind of in the intro. Um, Georgia has pr improved tremendously in terms of their, their downfield blocking. Uh, just like, these guys, this isn't a huge explosive play right here, but you're going to see so many instances on this film where wide receivers and tight ends are blocking their asses off. And I thought that was a huge, huge, huge storyline in this game. Like I, that was kind of the difference in Georgia's offense being as efficient as it was and being what it was against Clemson, right? Uh, that and Michigan's linebacker talent, but we won't go down that wormhole. Um, yeah. So here you're, your uh, third and one. Um, what clip are you on here? Is six. six. Yep. Yeah. So as as much as Georgia's interior struggled this year, like seeing them get a stalemate in an obvious short yardage run situation, I think is a win. Um, you know, you've got a stacked box, and you've got SVP, Erickson, Schaefer, all get on their guys. Nobody's blowing anybody off the ball, but they do enough to let Zamir crash in the line and get a first down. And 
this all, they were really good in short yardage all night. There was not like a third and one or that type of situation. They didn't convert. And then boom, your first and goal. This was like the play of the day. Uh, beautiful, beautiful concept. If we go back, you'll see Bowers is lined up. Pause this right here if you can. So yeah, Bowers is lined up right here at left tackle. And you've got Sawyer over next to McClendon on the right side. And this is basically just like a, a, a modified zone read, right? Like you're reading the end. Bennett is reading the end and he's faking it to, to, uh, to cook and just whatever that end does. But as soon as he sees that end stay there, that's Ojabo, the, the all world defensive end that didn't record a stat in this football game. Um, I'm going to play it one time as, full speed here. Yeah. But as soon as Ojabo comes up field, he's dead. And McConkey just makes a phenomenal block and drives his dude all the way back into the paint. So just really, really great job. I thought, um, I mean, that's like, that's, that's porn right there, dude. That's what that is. That's football porn from Todd Mocken. Um, right here. We are, I'm at clip 15. Is that where you are? You know, that is what I've got ready to go. Here we go. No, this is 14, nothing second quarter. Uh, hang on. Sorry. I got another 15 coming up. Sorry. Yeah, they got they got scrambled. But uh 15. Cool. Here we go. Sweet. Yeah. So uh I just I mean here's another one of these little swing plays. This time it's to McConkey coming in more motion on the orbit. And it's kind of hilarious seeing lad like break ankles right here. <laughs> like I, I think everybody's underestimated his speed all year and uh you're gonna see that that Michigan corner over there on the on the edge do the same he thinks he's got an angle on him and the lad just shoot straight to the sideline but here you are right that's a first and 10 play you got the ball on on there on your own 41 all of a sudden you're in second and one at midfield you love you know you're up seven nothing like you're you're in great spot um warren erickson dude when did you become this guy um like takes out two guys here on this play Number 50, he gets that little seal, helps SVP get that seal, and then he climbs up to the second level and pops that guy and opens this lane for Cook. We talked about the the inside linebacker speed for Michigan a lot, and I thought Georgia could take advantage of it. This is one of those instances where they did. But the last thing I'll point out on this play is Jermaine Burton makes a really great block out of the slot. If you want to like play that back in full speed, he's lined up in the slot and – he comes right there on the orange bowl logo. And you know, that that's what turns that play from like a six, seven yard gain into a, a 20 something yard gain. And that's where Georgia's gotten so much better this year. And it really showed off in this game. Cool. There's a full speed run of it. And here comes clip 17. Yeah. So heady played by Stetson Bennett here. He knows right after the snap that he's going to go to cook on this check down. Cause he sees zone and cook is alone without a man on him, but he, you see Stetson wait for the rush to get upfield onto him. And he waits for his wide receivers to run those guys off in zone towards the end zone. Um, and just basically just creates a situation where cook is going to have 10 yards of green grass in front of him instead of, you know, five or seven. So really good recognition by him of what defense Michigan was in and just kind of baiting them into the situation he wanted to be cooks tired from just, having a 20 yard run. So he doesn't take advantage of that one-on-one -on -one there, but 
that's like that's like Stetson Bennett didn't used to do stuff like this. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's impressive. And and so, like I don't I don't know if he's gotten better at throwing those passes, but you know that was one last year that could have been batted down. I mean that's one of the marks on him is that you know he gets these balls batted down and he it, that one he found his guy. You know I don't know if he's changed his arm arm angle or if he just was quick or whatever. But hey, uh, it was a big play. So um, it was nice. Yeah. I, I mean, there was definitely some that you could see him sort of sidearm in this game. I mean, I, I feel like, truthfully, nine times out of ten, a batted pass is an offensive line issue. But True. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's all about his height or whatever. But, you know, it's just one of those. Uh, I know. But I watched Desmond Ritter get, like, five passes bad down against Alabama, and he's six foot four. <laughs> so, all right. I, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I'm just, I, I, always, you know, I'm, I always talk shit about this whenever it happens. I'm I know. I'm just trying I'm to be positive, to be. man. I'm just trying to be positive. No, no, you're right. You're right. He's, uh, <laughs> they put some lifts in his shoes or something. I guess. Uh, here, we, here we go. Here's clip 20. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So right here, uh, or yeah, clip 20. So dude, this is the touchdown for McIntosh. AD Mitchell. Everybody thought he was wide open, like on TV. Like, oh no. Looking at the all 22. He runs a disgusting route on this like this circle route that he uh kind of runs back like yeah know, head fake right the there at the tent there it is right there yeah i mean like he's basically kind of rolling through double coverage in a sense there and puts himself makes himself so open that kenny mack just has to like flip it out there and great job by kenny mack on making this look like a run play uh a lot of times halfback passes look like halfback passes from the snap. This looked like a run play. And then all of a sudden he reared up and threw the ball. So great execution there. Um, yeah, this is the Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I know exactly what you're about to do and I'm going to run to the sideline and stop it. Georgia is probably lucky to not have that pass intercepted truthfully. Um, and that wasn't really Stetson Bennett's fault. Like nobody did anything wrong here. It's just a superb individual effort by Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and this was kind of the, the one play he made in this game. He was pretty quiet. I mean, he got some rush, don't get me wrong, but uh, I just – that was a really impressive play by him. Yeah. Um, Next play. 20, nope. Yeah. This 29? Is yep. Third and three. Okay. Uh, no. Nope. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they just started the second quarter, so they flipped yeah, the field. Yeah. So this is behind Pickens a little bit. This is kind of a bad throw from Stetson, but Pickens just does a good job of being big, and he walls off that defender and kind of slows himself up a little bit. Uh, so good job by George there on just body control. But, like, these are the plays that Georgia made, right? Third and three. Uh, that's another RPO action right there that that Stetson chose to to pull and take advantage of the one-on-one. Um, and I, I think that's something that, like, he should be commended for, right? Uh, he did not shrink from this stage at all, and he was very comfortable putting the ball in his own hands and, and going and making the play that needed to be made. Um, yeah, we find clip 30. 30. Awesome. Yeah, so you're going to see uh, McClendon right tackle here. He just misses the blitz pickup entirely. Um and Stetson does a really good job of getting that ball out in time and not having it batted or intercepted or something like we were just talking about a second ago. Uh, but look at, you know, look at the blocking here. It's not great. It's not superb, but uh, 
that wide receiver is coming and getting hands and sealing and putting, I think that's curious into a one-on-one situation. It's Jackson. Like, it. Are you talking about Tyler's got Jackson in it? Uh, I'm talking about Karras was oh. with the ball in his hand. But oh, yeah, okay. Rose, Roseby was the, yeah. Uh, the blocker. Right. Rose, Roseby was the blocker. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what you want to see, right? Like, that that was not happening a lot earlier in the year with Georgia. They were not getting hands on guys in situations like that. Uh, this right here, man, I did not notice this in real time. I didn't even notice this, like, sitting on my couch watching the replay. But watch Van Pran on this play. Uh, he saves this play, basically. Like, the there's a an a gap blitz that's going to come through and he's going to turn around and catch him at the last second and pancake that dude onto the ground on third and one and then mcintosh is able to scoot scoot by off that left side but like if van pran doesn't see that and make that play that's a stuff in the backfield and a punt or a fourth and four type situation where you're going for it at midfield so like little little thing right there but uh big result like in terms of possession and game state and score so yeah this right here is what we didn't see Setson Bennett do versus Bama as much and what as as is huge yeah this was massive man like taking off just saying all right uh my my tackle got cooked here and I'm gonna roll and I'm going to use my legs and my speed. And like, I think he trusted his speed more in this game than we've ever seen from him. And like, he's fast, dude. I mean, that's that. He needed every bit of it right there too, right there. Yeah. But I mean, he's getting chased by the guy that's about to be like possibly the number one pick in the NFL draft. You know what I mean? Um, So I just, I, I've known that he's fleet of foot, but he was faster than I expected. And then here we've got uh this is no yeah 30 this is 33 which I don't even think you have on there. Oh yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is clip 33. Yeah, why yeah, are we, yeah. so why, just, why why are we doing this? Yeah, I Yeah, yeah. this is like kind of this whole uh this is that little throw out to Zamir right here. Um and Fitz misses this block here, I believe. Um and kind of that play gets thrown out wide but yeah what like why you know you're you're rolling you're up 14 nothing uh you're you're in second and nine and you split out your third tight end who's a blocking tight end and make him a primary target and just everyone's on the same page nothing works and so then you go and do it again on third and nine it just didn't make much sense to me that was the only thing that taught like the only call in this game at least in the first half that I really could question was, or have a second guess on was that one. Um, yeah. And then Why I'm on have... 42. Yeah. But this is Michigan offense. I'm not sure why that's 42. Uh, uh, let me see here. Um, let me check the other. I don't know why that would be for Michigan on offense. That's Michigan on offense. Um, all right. I don't know why 42 and 40, because I've got them as 42, 43. Um, 42 should be the first and 10 after no. uh, the big Nakobe Dean tackle on the orbit motion. Um, I don't have those. It's, I've got clip 42 and 43, but it's not. 
those it players. should be the play uh it's a six yard throw to powers it's not that big a deal it's yeah um do you have 53 uh or what is this right here uh this is um this is that's 53 yep that's 53 okay cool yeah so this play right here uh this is a mentality play and this was like i talked about the arkansas game georgia coming out with a physical mentality we're going to dominate you at the line of scrimmage point of attack this is a four yard gain that turns into a 11 12 yard gain because these dudes are running behind the ball and they're they're getting push and they're moving michigan downfield and you know i thought kenny mcintosh played a very very good game for georgia uh was more physical than I think we've ever seen him be did some things in short yardage, uh, you know, did some really good things like in between the hashes, some dirty work type stuff. And this was one of those plays where he, you know, the guy that you expect to be in the bottom of that pile is Zamir. And, you know, really that's, that's McIntosh who is labeled as more of a finesse back, but he's out there getting a lot of yards after contact. Um, Right here, yeah. So this is uh, this is the the long bomb to Burton. Um, man, you know this probably could have been a pick, but it wasn't. And you know when I saw Sesson throw it, I I thought it was going to be short, but it was a great ball, and it surprised everybody. And you know Jermaine slowed down a little bit, but he never had to like stop and. Um, I, I, this is a, this is a big time throw though, man. I mean, he's launching that from his own 32 opposite hash. Burton's going to catch it on the 25, 20. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, that's all, uh, <laughs> that's like a 60 yard throw in the air. Uh, if not a little bit more because you're going cross field that far. So I don't want to hear anything else about Bennett's arm strength. He's got plenty enough arm to run a vertical passing game with. That is my TED talk. Um, <laughs> All right, there it is live. All right, one more time, and then just uh, we'll jump to 72, right? Yeah. All right, that was fun. I was actually recording that from the stands for some reason. I never do that, but that was exciting. I know, that was awesome, yeah. And one note I'll make real quick. Sorry if you can pause, but uh, I got this in my notes here. Throws 20-plus yards in this game. Stetson Bennett, 3 of 4, 145 yards, 36.3 yards per an attempt, one touchdown. So now, Those are those are 20-yard receptions or 20-yard air dot? Uh, uh, air throws? A dot. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – when Georgia took their shots in this game, they had a lot of success. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the other thing, too, while we're talking about it, what we hadn't seen from Stetson was a good performance under, like when pressured, that had been the bugaboo, right? We talked about that before this game. Was, yep. You know, his completion percentage goes way down. And Ed, when you did the podcast with him, you guys talked about how the variance there probably evens out. McNamara probably has a worse game under pressure, and Bennett probably has a better one. He was 100% right on that. 100%. Um, Stetson, when pressured in this game, three of six. 50% completion, but 131 yards on those three completions for two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, but 50%, so. 50% completion percentages is, you know, 
all you can hope for. And, you know, he was down under 40, he's almost like 30% completion percentage for the year and making bad decisions, or not making bad decisions, but it was, you know, definitely a deficiency he had. But yeah, he played lights out against it. And that's, and not only that, against one of the best rushing, you know, pass rush teams in in the country. So, right. And it's like if, if the final form of 2021 Stetson Bennett is, you know, you have to bring, five or more to try and rush me and leave your guys in man coverage on the outside. And I've got enough, you know, wiggle to extend those plays and take deep shots down the field. That's a big deal for Georgia on Monday night. So, all right. Uh, clip 72. Yeah. So no clue how Warren Erickson goes from making the plays that we was making in the first half to right here. First play. I'm just going to Olay this dude. Start out the second half right here at right guard. Like, you know, I he has these great stretches, and I'm like, this dude could play in the NFL one day. And then it's like a – I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but he got beat pretty bad there. And then right here, next play, we're going to go to the left guard, and our, our old friend Schaefer just gets worked all the way across the formation – and turned around and basically like taken into the hole and the play gets blown up 54. Uh, you see his back turn there. And I mean, it's not just him kind of the whole, the whole interior of the line collapse there, but uh, yeah, it's like just the, the guard play on this team is so mercurial. It's just up and down, up and down. Um, and then here's the, the one dumb throw that Stetson Bennett made in this game. Like I've, Somebody said this on Twitter. I forget who it was. Oh, wait. This Hang is on. Not, that's not it. Um, 74. Uh, 74. Yeah, the third and eight play. Yeah. Like, just, let's – if you're calling a Georgia game at this point, which I know there's only one left this year, but, like, don't call Stetson Bennett a game manager because game managers don't do stuff like this. Like <laughs> – Game managers aren't, you know, rolling out right, throwing across the body, uh, <laughs> trying to do all that. Like, he is a gunslinger, and, you know, sometimes it bites him. More often than not, it pays off for him. Here's 78. So, yeah, 78, we talked in the pregame. I thought that Michigan's inside linebackers were slow, a step slow to the edge. And right here, like, that's a play in the SEC that I think is a – a no gain and you see James cook just he's able to to get around that corner against that inside backer pursuing across yeah because it's, it's it's he had to he had to kind of adjust it a little bit I don't know but you know he didn't hit him in stride there he's got to come back and get it and he's still got yeah it. he's got yeah. Dax Hill coming in his face so he's got yeah you're right um right so it's like he's almost yeah he slows down and he still beats that guy to the edge and it's like the flip side is watching Georgia's defense. They never get beat to the edge by anybody. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of unreal to – so this is just another one of those, like, run game extension plays. Uh, this is Zamir right here, I believe. No, no Kenny, Mack. Kenny Mack. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's kind of just – I don't know, man. I was sitting here watching how successful all this was, and it's – kind of funny to think about the fact that like Georgia really other than maybe once a half has not had this as part of their offense since week one. And they came out and just ran this stuff so effectively against 
you know, one of the best defenses in the country. Um, I think there's something there that they can kind of go back to the well on in a week. So keep that in mind. Um, uh, we, oh, we do have more. Sorry. I thought um, we were done with the offense. Sorry. Here's clip 81. Yeah. So, I mean, this is more, but respect to mocking in the second half or just being like, you know what? My guards aren't really doing what I need them to do. So I'm going to get out on the edges and I'm going to trust my skill guys, my tight ends and my wide receivers to, to block one-on-one. And they did, they did a great job of it. Um, and I thought that, you know, this was a really nice drive by Georgia. I think it ends in a missed field goal because of a holding penalty, but they were doing some really good things in terms of getting outside the hashes and moving the ball and getting guys in space. I, I thought this game plan was all about getting guys in space. And then, uh, yeah, again, like we talked about earlier, Bennett here, he's going to see zone. And oh, wait, Sorry, you, no. you, yep, you want the previous play? Here it comes. I'm on 82. Yep, here's 82. Yeah, he's going to see zone, and he's going to wait for the wide receivers to clear defenders out, and he's going to know that his running back doesn't have a man-to-man matchup, and then he's just going to flip it out and easy first down. And it's just – that's heady football. It's smart football. It's a good job by him. Um, This is – an incomplete pass, but I want to talk about how good this throw almost is because this is another back across the body, but this is like a dime that McConkey probably should have caught. I think he almost caught it, but like this is a stupid good throw right to the boundary where only his guy can get it. Um, you'd probably rather him not make it at that point in the game when you're up 24 points. There's never really any reason to throw across your body like that, but like he can sling the ball, man. He really can. Well, I, you know, it was a free play in, in a sense. You know, if you pick it off right there, it's like I guess they could run it back. But, you know, he like you said, he threw it to the boundary where nobody can get it but his guy. Or if it's interception, they've got it at the six-yard line. So Yeah, it's third and 22, too. I mean, Yeah, exactly. Third, It's like a, a, a punt, you know. I mean, I guess you still want to kick a full goal there, but I think we missed it anyways. Yeah. Uh, 96 coming up. Yeah, uh, this is athletic as hell, man. This is like, I, you know, again, I didn't, you know, we've talked about what Bennett brings mobility wise, but like, this is, this is kind of special really like being able to, to get out of that situation and get a first down um, with that much rush coming on you. That's big deal. And then, yeah. So clip 99, last, last offensive clip. I just think it's funny. Uh, Georgia's number one wide receiver is a tight end and it's number two wide receiver is a running back. And that's kind of the facts of this offense right now. And a lot of that is because tight ends and running backs match up on linebackers and Todd Monken knows how to create matchups. He wants and exploit those matchups when he gets them. But uh, just, you know, James cook, I think, I think we talked about him in the pregame as uh, a potential MVP candidate. I know that they gave the, the offensive MVP to, to Stetson, which was definitely deserved, but cook was, uh, you know, just a game breaker on, on Friday night, man. Like he was the guy that they couldn't guard. I, you know, and I've, everyone loves James cook. Who's a, who's a follows the team closely at all. I, you know, I've predicted him to have a breakout game so many times. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I even talked about, it. I thought Zamir would get a lot of carries between the tackles. It turns out, you know, Hey, 
like you know what he checked out of those and got his ball you know like you said going quick throws that were effectively runs and stuff and i you know james cook balled out in his hometown and that was pretty awesome i was really excited i mean obviously excited for everybody but that was he's i'm so glad he's got one of those guys that ran it back to do something special this year so i'm glad he got for it. sure man yeah. yeah and it's it's definitely paid off for him too um it's been fun to watch him you know do his thing uh but i think just dude how much money has he made the last month of the season between like that game and the performance he had up in tennessee like he has that kind of alvin kamara sort of receiving ability and that's what you want in a modern modern back so all right jumping into the defense if you want yeah so uh first player play here um georgia usually plays like a kind of this odd mirror five front where they always have a spy on the quarterback um and that spy can decide to take off so i'm not sure if that spy just took off here but it looks like they're straight man across the board right here because they're only rushing four and mcnamara gets loose up the middle and is able to you know get 16, 17 yards on first and 15, but you saw him get up the middle that one time and it never happened again. The rest of the game, it was like immediately that, you know, they became aware of that threat and decided to neutralize, neutralize it going forward. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, this is that flea flicker play. Just look at the back end of this defense. I mean, Lewis is five yards behind the primary receiver that's running this kind of cross post sort of deal over here. Um, I believe that's pool in the middle or Chris Smith in the middle of the field. Like they were never, ever, ever biting on this. Um, you know, they, they clearly did their homework and, and knew that something like this was to be expected. Let me find clip 10 real fast. There we go. Yeah. So Georgia took a minute to kind of get used to everything after a month off. You see Trevon Walker defensive end on the bottom there and Michigan brings uh, this boundary tight end in motion here and he gets low and, and is able to cut block Walker and create that lane up the middle. And then you'll see in a little bit, the next time that Trevon Walker saw a pulling guy yeah, or a, yeah, a blocker coming across the formation, it was a little different, but um Here's a clip yeah. 11. Yeah. So Georgia did better in this game at defending these kind of outside screens and swings. Like the key to that is always just get up field as fast as possible. And, and Kendrick and Walker uh, Quay both got up field here in a hurry. So like this is night and day from some of the stuff we saw in the first couple of quarters against Tennessee, where these guys were, were getting pushed back six, seven yards on these types of plays. Uh, so that was something that was clearly an emphasis during the, the four week break. Um, Clip 12 is yep. Kobe. Yeah. So he just, you're going to see him in his middle linebacker spot and he's going to scrape into this hole so well, man, and come across the formation and just push, make that tackle. Um, he played a phenomenal game. I mean, he always does really, but like just you talk about a guy that erases so much all over the field. Uh, and then, so right here, uh, slow this down for a second. So this is the exact same type of bunch set that we saw Alabama kill Georgia with, right? Like, you know, that 
bring you know either one or or two guys off off the line and try to confuse everybody at the snap. And William Poole is the guy closest to the line of scrimmage at the forty-one right here, and he got burned on this a couple times against Alabama. And right here, he does what Georgia should have done that entire game, and he just gets up in that dude's face and does not give him a, any sort of free release and plays press coverage and just sticks on his man and everyone else does too. So it's like, that was something that Georgia could not defend to save their life uh, four weeks ago. And, you know, obviously Jamison Williams wasn't on the field for, for Michigan on Friday night, but still they looked like they were not at all surprised by what they were seeing. They looked comfortable defending it. They knew what their assignments were. So it's a good job. And he, yeah, we talked about a little bit of <clears throat> Harbaugh likes will go for a fourth down, and here it is, the first fourth down of the game for Michigan on offense, and we made it yeah. a, another good play. Here we go. Here's clip 14. Yeah, and look, I mean, look at the top of the field here, just the top wide receivers. Like, this is just lockdown D. I know that they throw this to the bottom to scenes guy, this tight end that's kind of in the bottom slot spot here off the line a little bit. But uh, – I mean, this is just really good defense, man. Like the secondary, I mean, there's pool again in that slot right there, 31 following that little uh, route out towards the sideline. Like everybody is where they're supposed to be doing a good job. Clip 22. Oh, look, it's next up. Sweet. Nice. So yeah, Trevon Walker, we showed you him getting cut by that motion block once. Uh, This time, instead of bringing a tight end across the formation, it's going to be the center pulling and he is going to end this man's life right here oh my god and jump in make this play um solid let's watch it full speed before we move on the play's been all over twitter but it's still fun to watch and you know on the l22 i could watch this like in loop all day and achieve nirvana probably all right here comes uh, clip 24 is beal right while we watch yeah Trayvon play one more time. Yeah, that's awesome. So this clip with Beal that's coming in, great work by him. He does not give up on the play. He's lined up at the top of the line there against their right tackle, and he just continues working him back, working him back, working him back, and then dips inside. Um, you know, I think the other thing I would say, if, if we can run that back one more time, is look at the secondary. You're going to see Lewis seen uh, right here by this bottom hash. He sees this crossing route coming, and you and I talked about this crossing route on our pregame show and how many big plays they hit off of this style route right here, and he points it out and basically just comes and stands in front of it, which by that point, the sack is happening. But, like, these dudes watched their film, man. They they saw everything tendency-wise that Michigan was going to do. Um, and it was kind of fun because, like, a lot of the stuff that you and I talked about on the show, they, you know – it was they were clearly points of emphasis for Georgia in the build up to this game as well. Um, All right, I got to find twenty five. I think. Hang on, there it is. Dang, found it. <laughs> nice way to go. That was the one. Uh, I screw- that was the one I knew I screwed up, not the other ones. So this is the Quay Walker bat down pass. He's at the bottom edge here. Um, he comes in and he's that fifth guy blitzing, but they've got that guy wide open down here by the 30 yard line marker on the bottom of the screen. And this is a bust by somebody. Cause it looks like Kendrick is in man. He's the corner on the bottom of the screen. And it looks like 
you know, everyone else is playing some form of zone. So I don't know if, I don't know if like Tyndall was supposed to take. Yeah. It looks like he's supposed to come down or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, without knowing the call, it's impossible to say, but uh, that's a touchdown. If that's, if he didn't make that play, it might be. Yeah. I mean, depending on how quickly somebody gets their back turned and, but yeah, like it's, it's a, they got, they had something big there for sure. Um, So Quay Walker, we talked a lot, right? Like, who is Georgia going to bring off the edge? What are they going to do to get some pass rush? Uh, Quay Walker was was kind of the answer to that question on Friday night and was very good in his pass rush snaps and really disruptive and got, got his hands up. So, yeah. All right, 26. This is the Nicobe Dean god-tier linebacker play where – yeah, you're gonna see him. Um, this is especially um, good on the all twenty two. This is like it's crazy. Yep, he's gonna come all the way across and just a race. <clears throat> Silly dude. Um, uh, do you want to talk about that some more? Or you want to jump into? No, that's all there is to say about it. I mean, 30. it's just stupid good. It's, it's just 30. team speed, man. Like Michigan people, we did our preview and I talked a lot about team speed, and they were like we're Michigan football. What are you talking about? You guys think team speed. And then one of them tweeted at me like halfway through the second quarter and was like, so you were right about the team speed thing. I was like, yeah, thank you. Um, This is, yeah, this is Jordan Davis. The, this will be on, you'll see this like 45 times during the NFL draft in April. Um, Chasing down Michigan's fastest running back in the open field from behind. Yes, Sully, who, who's uh, Wetzel's producer, just called him like he looked like a grizzly bear tackling him. Just, he did, man. Yeah, he kind of did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just mauls him from behind without <laughs> any hope of life. It is not human. Right. Exactly. Um, Thirty-seven here. Yeah. So this was different. So Georgia in this game, it played zone when it played zone in the back end, it actually brought rushers. So Georgia's in zone in the secondary, but you're going to see Tyndall inside linebacker standing on the capital one logo. He is going to rush off of uh, that left edge and McNamara does what he should and throws, throws to where the blitz came from. And it's an easy little completion, but I liked that wrinkle because against Alabama, Georgia did a lot of zone in the back end and played quarters and stuff that they hadn't done all year, but they left, three linemen or four linemen to go after Bryce Young. And this time when they played zone, they, they tried to force the ball out a little bit quicker. So I thought good improvement there from defensive game plan standpoint. Um, And then right here. Yeah. Robert Beal, he's not going to be the, he's at the bottom here, uh, but really way better from him in the run game, man. Uh, This game, like he was not getting washed out. He was not getting worked up field. Uh, he, you know, comes in here and collapses that hole and does enough to just kind of get in the way of the back. It's a first down, but still like the, the level of play from him compared to four weeks ago was pretty much significantly higher. Um, right here, Nolan Smith plays this perfectly. Uh, just, he doesn't make a choice. You know, this is all about influencing that edge to, to go one way or the other, and he just squats on it and uses his speed to string it out and trust that his other guys are going to come behind him 
Really, really great job by him. And then this is the long pass play down the boundary, and Kendrick just underestimates the speed here, first of all. But this is what happens when you don't put hands on the guys at the line of scrimmage and when you don't disrupt routes and try and reroute wide receivers off the line. He doesn't ever try to, to play any sort of bump coverage here, and he gets toasted. Um, big of him to make that tackle. We talked about that. If Georgia gave up explosives, they needed to make the tackle, and he made that tackle, and ended up being the difference between three points and seven points. But uh, I, I mean, I think that's like this whole getting hands of wide on wide receivers in, in the first five yards coming off the line of scrimmage. That very well might be the difference between Georgia beating or losing to Alabama. And that and that's what Ohio State did in the second half versus Utah. You know. Uh, maybe not, maybe less at the corners and the linebackers, but I do, you just can't give them, you know, just get up in their face, make it harder for them. Yeah. So um, right here, uh, this is the right spot. Okay. So look into Kobe Dean. Oops, hang on. So he's inside linebacker uh, with his hands waving there. So he's pointing out the orbit motion that's about to come. He knows it's coming and he knows that it's, it's going to be this fake. And so I don't even think he was supposed to blitz on that play. But he knew from reading and recognizing off film that it was going to take them a while to do this end around fake, and he's there to just sack. So wait, um, hang on. So now he's calling. Okay, so he's calling this wide he's receiver. He's calling the yeah, wide receivers coming around. So there's like you don't have to guard anybody. I'm going after him, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I guess so. Um, yeah. I, I just, I mean, like, this is fascinating to me because what's his assignment if that's not the orbit? Like, I don't know. I just, I just love this play because it don't mean it's, it was, I just love it. I mean, just came after him and just, I mean, so yeah, awesome. I doubt it's his assignment because there's no wide receiver to the top of the screen. So, uh, it's, that's probably Ringo's assignment if that guy doesn't ac- come across the formation. Uh, Nakobe's assignment is probably that, that tight end at the end of the line. Uh, next to the the receiver that comes in motion, so I think that his whole mo was just to to go and uh, like I think he he'd seen that play on tape because they did that fake end around stuff enough and just knew like he'll do this pretty regularly. I mean, at least a few times a game where he will see a situation where he thinks he can get to the quarterback before the play develops, and he'll just go so. I'm assuming that's kind of what happened there. Um, uh, 52, is that what yep. I got next? Okay. So, yeah, Georgia learned their lesson from the Alabama game. Uh, they go here and bring six on third and eight. Instead of sitting in three-man front, they bring six guys, force the ball to come out quick or get a sack. And here they're uh, they're going to get the sack, I believe. Yep. Um or force him up. It may not have been a sack, but he got past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, but yeah, it was totally. a pressure. Yeah, got him on the ground. Got him on the ground is a difference. Right, exactly. So just again, like lesson learned, game planning differences, things that you want to see, you saw. Um, and then right here, you see DK on the bottom again. And he's going to say, no, 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 no more of this free release stuff. I'm going to press your ass into the boundary. Um, he does press him a little past the five yards that you're allowed to put hands on the receiver, but 
these officials didn't really call much by the way of contact all night or holding for that matter and pays off for him. And he's right there to, to make that pick here. Uh, I buy the narrative on Jordan Davis being sick against Alabama. There's been the rumor that he had the flu and uh, just watching him play in this game. Uh, it kind of was like, Oh yeah, that's Jordan Davis. Um, so that's him right there. Just coming through body slamming dudes, impressive work. And then here, uh, again, you're going to see Georgia bring six, and they're going to force the quarterback's eyes away from downfield and into pressure. And then Trevon Walker uh, does the grizzly bear thing again from behind, um, tries, to, tries to strip the ball. But, yeah, this is one. Uh, Poole is going to be in coverage here on the tight end, but I kind of put this on on Quay. He underplays this a little bit. He's in zone. Um he should have been, you know, with the quarterback's eyes where they were. And you've got Dean. Like, I'm not sure. Maybe, like, if he's a spy, he's, I don't think, that far off the line of scrimmage at that point. Um, so, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's in the right spot. But it felt like one of those where it was, like, just it's a good lost, throw. On third and 16, do you think he's just – you think he's on the line and he's just trying to make sure he doesn't get a first down and, like, loses – like, like almost like he's not defending the line line to gain anymore, you know, like, because that's where the ball is thrown right at the line. But I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe. It's definitely – I yeah, I mean, whatever happened there, it's one of those things where it's also – it's like, it's just a good throw. And, I mean, that dude yeah. fit it over, over Dean to the, you know, inside of pool and – underneath Dan Jackson sometimes you just say you know what you made a good play let's go do it again if you can do it again hats off to you but I don't think you can so um uh, I lost my place where are we 69 69 uh no, so super nice yeah it's a good spot to lose in so uh, yep <laughs> <laughs> That's on you. It's not my fault. Um, all right. So, yeah, we highlighted this play in our pregame breakdown, right? Remember that play I showed you where they're tight end, Eric All? He stays in and blocks. He was on the bottom, he was on the other side of the line when he did it. It was against uh it was against Michigan State. He stays in and blocks, and you think he's gonna block, and then he just releases and lets the the end yeah. come up field. So he does it right here. So Kirby Smart, call me when you need a defensive analyst. Um, Cliff seventy. Cliff seventy. Yeah. yeah. It was like Nolan Smith. There we played go. Played a phenomenal football game on Friday night. Uh, this is one of those team speed plays. He is lined up, you know, kind of in an inside backer spot, and just comes across formation, scrapes into the hole. Um, does a really good job, like great lateral quickness by him. And then this is the pick from Kendrick, which kind of effectively ended the game really. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't over already, it was at this point, but watch him play this ball. You can tell he was a wide receiver in the past. Like the way he angles his body, the way he works his feet on the sideline. Um, he, you know, looks like a, an open wide receiver <laughs> catching a ball in the end zone more than he does a defensive back. Is, yeah, backbreaker. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Nakobe in the hole right here on third and three. Um, just, man, he's 
so violent when he comes free to the point of attack and meets somebody in the hole. And he's going to force this fumble with just that violence we're talking about. But great play by him. Um, and then Nolan Smith, really good right here, working back across and getting the sack. So he's lined up at, at that left defensive end spot at the top of the screen. And he always keeps his eyes on the quarterback. And when that angle changes for him, he just disengages from the the tackle and comes across. And I think it's technically a sack because he didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. And then here. last but not least, um, what is this? This is oh, Jesus. God, this is the Quay Walker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just he's almost like he's almost like playing hide and go seek. It's like he kind of is. It's like hiding behind yeah. the pine tree and just destroys him. Well, you know, it's like uh, it, McCarthy in terms of kind of how he moves and when he moves and where he goes. It's very similar to Bryce Young, truthfully. Um, and you know, I think that just they were able to square him up a few times, and it'll be interesting to see. Because they're gonna they're gonna force Bryce Young out of the pocket on on Monday night some, and I think if they can uh, can put like a a clean hit on him like that, it might just change the dynamic of that game a little bit. It may change, just kind of create that that split second of hesitancy for him before he decides to start trying to go and prance through the back seven of Georgia's defense. So, be interesting to see if they're able to bring that same kind of physicality. Well, it was interesting that uh, Kendrick got defensive player of the game. Um, you know, the targets for, let me see if I can pull up. They were eight. Ringo and, and Kendrick were. Um, they were targeted 13 15 times. 15 times, four receptions. Uh, you know, really the only big one was it one in the first half. And uh, let me see here. Yeah, he had eight targets for three catches and 55 yards. Yeah, um, exactly. And then, you know, you know, he only got a grade of sixty-seven point eight. I mean, I, you know, it's about getting pressure and not letting and exposing those guys to having time to throw. I think that's part of. I mean, part of any coverage. It's not just you know Georgia and what they need to sure. do. And and uh, it, but this is this is pretty. Uh, this is what. Um, man, that's really hang on. PF. Here we go. This is the corners versus. Uh, each each receiver this is a pretty neat stat I'll, I'll you know put this in the dog sports post too because uh you know you can see what their uh grades were against uh darian kendrick and they're not good <laughs> uh no. his grade was 60 67.8 but no wide receiver you know there was had you know roman wilson four targets one reception that one that was it that's all he got and then ringo didn't you know allow just one reception and for 11 yards and uh it's again it was it's a team effort you know they call them what's the the wolf pack and and they played great yeah they did and i mean i I thought the secondary played uh just from an assignment standpoint there was only like two spots where i was like "Mm, somebody somebody messed that up which two is you know two can be two touchdowns against alabama right two that can be the difference in the game so i'm not trying to minimize it but just they played I thought that like in terms of their, how they played things at the line of scrimmage, it was a lot more press coverage. Uh, everyone looked a lot more comfortable in phase. Like you didn't see Georgia, I think 
did Georgia have a pass interference penalty in this game? I don't think so. Um, maybe. Yeah, one. they did late in the game, right? Late in the game. Okay. Uh, yeah. There, maybe. There was, there was but a, like, I think. I think it. I don't think it was Dan. Maybe it was Dan uh, Jackson, and then we, that was the one in the fourth. Uh, I think it was Jackson. Kept on the You're right. You're right. Yeah, I think it was Jackson. You know, third, late third quarter, and we held him out of the end zone on a fourth down. Yeah. So I mean, you know, point being, more like I, I thought that the secondary looked improved, and I mean, no, everyone talked a lot about the secondary and what what it did and didn't do against Alabama, and that's totally fair. And there was some criticism. To, to go around, but I think if the secondary will just, you know, be assignment sound and not, not bust coverages and just be in the right places and do their thing and, and try and get these guys off their route at the line of scrimmage that it'll be a dramatically different football game uh, next Monday night than the one we saw back in Atlanta. So We'll, we'll get into all that, obviously. You know, we'll have a full preview show later in the week. But just if you're a Georgia fan, I think, you know, you saw uh, you saw things that you wanted to see, right? The things we talked about, like where was, you know, why, why did Georgia continue to only bring four when bringing five and six worked so well and kept their corners from being on an island? They did a lot more of that against Michigan. Uh, you saw Robert Beal look very, very productive at that edge spot against a, you know, a, a seasoned tackle that was all Big Ten. Um, you saw Nolan Smith get back on his game and be disruptive in a lot of different ways. You saw Georgia bring Quay Walker down off that edge in some obvious passing downs to – because he's he's got that frame, right? He's 6'4 and a half. Like, that's a lot harder to throw over than 6'1". 233 you know so i think that they did a lot of things adjustment wise that you would be hoping for them to do if you just sat down and watched the alabama tape and said how do you fix this defense and i think the reality is like this defense uh you know they also let these linebackers cook a little bit more you know what i mean like they just let them do their thing and let those guys go and play man coverage and they let those guys get loose and, and blitz and they, they use the the most talented position group and the entire team is that inside linebacker room. And they use those three guys and they let all three of them on the field a lot more often. And I think that's a, a big deal going forward is like, don't, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to have to rotate and I, I get all that, but it's like, you don't need to only have two of those guys on the field all the time. You can, you can bring Quay down to the edge and, put Tyndall and the Kobe Dean and in a spot where maybe one of them's in coverage against a tight end or a running back or even a wide receiver. And you can feel comfortable with that because of how good and fast they are. So it was a great game. Um, and awesome breakdown, dude. Uh, you know, sometimes as a fan who, I mean, I've grown up watching broadcasts as all 22 stuff is, is not something I'm used to, to looking at. And I loved it. It was a lot of fun listening to you go through this and it really it's like, Sometimes you feel like you can't see it, but the way you talked us through it, it was awesome. So great job, dude. Oh, right. thanks, man. I appreciate that. And thanks for cutting up all the tape. And um, Yeah, we got more to go, man. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I know you mentioned it at the top of the broadcast, but uh, if you guys joined us late here uh, on the live show, go check out our YouTube channel, Dog Sports Live. There's uh, Josh is putting a lot of cool stuff on there from the broadcast with the Georgia Radio to – 
to the plays that we were talking about tonight. And so kind of some fun, like, I don't want to call it homework, but some cool supplementary stuff for, for folks to play with if they want to. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Ideally, I don't know. I mean, um, you're going to be uh, looking at some stuff uh, like some of the press conferences. So I don't know how much time you got, but if there's a chance to do a spaces, uh, the, oh, idea, yeah. the idea of this is to maybe possibly, you know, all of us, you know, if you want to jump in the spaces and be like, Oh, clip 40, 34. And we know what clip 34 is, you know, what clip 34 is. So look for those on the dog on our channel and uh, we'll see, we're going to experiment with it. See if we can add an interactive element to uh, the Twitter spaces thing. And, and, you know, maybe you got a question or go back to one of these plays that Graham's broken down. So that's, that's the goal there as we continue to uh, just tinker with stuff and try to make it better, more fun for you guys. Yeah, 100%. Um, I do want to throw in a reminder and I'll, I'll mention again later in the week, but uh, I am going to uh, be broadcasting live from the Hooters across the street from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis from uh, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern with uh, I'll be raising Boyton a bud light to the Hooters on 680 The Fan. So come get some come get your wings and, you know, talk Georgia football with us and, and hang out. But, uh, yeah, if you guys are in Indianapolis, I'll, I'll be there and would love to, to hang out and meet some of you guys. And if you're not and you're watching the game from home or whatever, uh, hang out with us from 6 to 7 on 680. You can always listen to it on the app for free. So that's cool. And, yeah, we'll have a lot more stuff this week. Uh, I am jumping on the, the Zoom press conference with the, the coordinators and stuff tomorrow. So that'll be fun to play around with, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, excited and thank you for all the the stats and all the data that you're able to pull together for us. I feel like uh, after doing this for like two seasons together now, man, like we have kind of like the dream. Well, you really have like the dream UGA library of, data and film and all this stuff so uh it's it's really enjoyable and, and fun to do it with you it's yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun for sure and uh and and obviously we're growing you know by leaps and bounds on youtube and everything and and your twitter following is getting real so um that's because we we like having fun with you guys and you guys make it worthwhile so with that Graham, I'm going to take us out unless you got anything to add. And uh, we'll be back later in the week with an Alabama preview. Uh, follow us on Twitter, dogoutwest and dog underscore stats.com. Check, um, check us out on dogsports.com. And uh, please like, share, and review wherever you can because we appreciate it so much.